This is a re-recording of the remarks that were given in the main shul on Leil Tishabov, the night of Tishabov Tafshin Pei. I have to begin tonight with words of apology. When I walked in tonight, right before Mariv, I had to do something that no rav, no rabbi, who cares about his community and cares about his shul, should ever have to do. We have all of our seats accounted for due to all the corona restrictions. We are requiring that only people who sign up come. And it's necessary to have things that way. And therefore, when I walked in tonight and I saw some people standing in the back, it hit me very hard. What am I supposed to do now? I had no choice but to ask them or to inform them that there's not enough space for them. What a terrible thing to tell somebody. What an awful way to start the night on the Leil Tishabov, on the night of Tishabov, to tell a Jew that they have no place in Shul. And I was scrambling for options. Maybe I can have them sit in the middle next to the Shulchan. But I can't do that. There are too many extras, too many quote-unquote extra people in attendance. There's no room for them. And what about the 10 people who called me today who I wasn't able to give a space to? And what about the dozens of people who were listening on the Zoom because uh, they didn't even think that they could come? And what about the people who were counting on the shul to provide a safe environment and were only able to come due to the strict distancing guidelines? I had no choice. And yet, I feel terrible. What an awful way to start Tishabov. But at the same time, there's something right about it in the sense that there's a clear recognition that there is something wrong. What I mean is that specifically about the corona period that we're in, the coronavirus uh, restrictions and just alterations of life that we're going through, we're all tired of it. It's getting old. But at the same time, it's also getting normal. The things we have to deal with, the restrictions that we have to um, follow, um, these are things that are becoming, you know, normal. And yet they are so not normal. It is not normal that we have 35 people in a shul that can hold hundreds. It's not normal that we have to ask somebody to leave the shul. It's not normal that Kleisol is fragmented and spread apart physically like this. These are things that are not normal. And Tishabov is a day in which we need to take a moment to realize that things are in fact not normal, not just the current situation, not just the current pandemic, but the fabric of our religious life in general. Life itself, there's something missing. And now is the time to start to realize that. We just read the chapters of Eicha, the five chapters of Eicha. In the second, cha- in the second verse of the first chapter, it reads, Bacho Sivche Balayla. She weeps at night. The, um, the verse is telling us about Yerushalayim crying at nighttime. There's something special about 
the night time. There's something special about crying at night. The Medrash talks about a story in which there was a bereaved woman who was crying at night. The Medrash is commenting on these exact words, Bacho Sivke Balayla. And the great sage, Rabbi Gamliel, heard her cries at night because at night time, the cries carry a little bit, a little bit more. And he went to her, and this caused him to cry as well. The Medrash says he was crying about the Chorban Habayis, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, and they wept together. And this is a Medrash that needs more inspection, and that needs to be understood on a deeper level. But one thing we do see is that it's the nighttime, the quality of crying at night, that brings out the uh, strength, that brings out the difficulty of both the personal tragedy of this woman and the national, the world tragedy of the loss of the Beis HaMikdash. So what is it about nighttime? What is it about the nighttime that can bring about this type of crying that is so potent and so special? I have a friend. This friend is um, a widower. He has several small children and he lost his wife recently. And it was a very difficult time, but right now, you know, on the outside, he's doing okay. He is able to care for his children. He's able to prepare meals and take care of them and get them off to school when there was school. At the same time, he's holding down his job. He's doing okay. And yet he confided in me that it looks like he's doing okay, and largely he is. But when he gets his last child to sleep at night, that is when it gets really hard. When there's nothing else around, there's no distractions, when he's not doing, he's not going, he's not taking care of things. When there's no other distraction, and then it's nighttime, that's when it gets really hard. That's when he thinks about his wife. That's when he realizes that things are not okay. That's the quality of night. Nighttime is the time when we're not doing, we're not going. Nighttime is quiet. And in that, at that quiet time, that's when we realize the truth. And the truth could be difficult. We just read Kriyashma Shel Arvis, the nighttime Kriyashma. We have a mitzvah to read Kriyashma twice a day, in the morning and at night. In the morning, Uv Kumecha, at nighttime, B'Shach Becha, when you, when you rest, when you lie down. Reb Tzadok once commented, what is the idea of reading Kriyashma at night? The daytime Kriyashma makes a lot of sense. Kriyashma is the notion of Kabbalah's Omach of accepting upon ourselves the yoke of heaven. And when we wake up in the morning, we accept upon ourselves Avodah Hashem. And we want our, the service of God. We want our days to go in such a way that we're consistently and constantly attached to Hashem in whatever we do. Be it in davening and learning, being it in caring for our families, be it in uh, making a parnasa, making a living, whatever it is, should all be under the general rubric of the yoke of heaven. So it makes sense to start our day with that declaration of Shema. But at nighttime, when we're going to sleep, what's the point of it? Why, why do we recite Kabbalah's O? Why do we recite the passage of accepting the yoke of heaven when we're about to just go to sleep? And so Avtaduk explains that there are two paths in our service of God, two paths in how we relate to Hashem in our world. One 
is a path of going, of doing, of accomplishing, of performing mitzvahs, of making goals and plotting steps to attain those goals. That's all one way of serving Hashem. There's another way of serving Hashem, which is not that of going and doing and accomplishing, but rather that of being, of recognizing God in our world and recognizing our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Hashem, and being cognizant. That's the type of Avodos Hashem that we practice at night, when things are quiet, when we're about to retire, when we're about to be asleep and really have nothing else going on except to be with Hashem, to be in the moment. That's the quality of night. Nighttime is when things are quiet. Nighttime breeds a belief, emuna, ve'emunas chabalelos. That's what happens at night when things are quiet. And so we start with bacho sivcha We start with the quality of crying at night to represent the notion that the idea of tishabab is to focus on those still moments when we realize who we are, what we are, what our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, to Hashem is, and what the world is about. In those quiet moments, we can feel that connection, and in those quiet moments, we can also feel that there is a lack. There's something missing in that connection. That's when it really comes to light. That's when we really can focus on it. The halachas of Tisha B'av also steer us in that direction. We don't focus on ourselves. We don't eat. We don't drink. We don't wear our normal shoes. Our normal shoes are for going or for running about and getting things done. We wear different shoes because that's not the purpose of the day. It's not going and doing. The day is about being, recognizing. And often we get caught up in the performance of these halachas, in uh, fulfilling these halachas, as we should. The, following the halachas is the way in which Chazal or sages teach us it is the way, correct way to relate to the day. But sometimes we get caught up in the details of the halachos and we lose the spirit. Tonight, we're supposed to be asleep, we're supposed to go to sleep with something a little extra, or rather, take away something extra. We're supposed to adjust our sleeping so that we're a little less comfortable than usual. If we usually sleep with two pillows, we sleep with one. And the questions uh, come out. What if I'm going to get a headache? Uh, what if instead of using two pillows, I use a rolled-up sweatshirt to prop up my second pillow so that it has the same height, but it's not actually two pillows and it's a little less comfortable? Is that okay? And these are important questions. But at the same time, we shouldn't lose the heart of the message. We are making ourselves uncomfortable when we sleep tonight because we want to um, inculcate, we want to drive home that there's something uncomfortable about the world about us, surrounding us. There are questions asked about the halacha not to greet each other. Is nodding including in greeting? What about when I answer the phone and I say hello? That's not really a greeting, that's just the way you answer the phone. And how, what else are you supposed to do? And again, these are all good questions and they're important questions and I encourage you to ask them. But let's not forget that the reason why we don't say hello is because we are all like mourners. The halacha is 
that we don't greet a mourner, and a mourner doesn't greet um, those who come to see him. And the reason for that is because a mourner is not in a state where he receives blessing or he gives blessing. A mourner is in a state of being, of recognizing his loss, of focusing on what... And so similarly on Tisha B'Av, we are also in a state of being. That's the theme of the day. It starts at night, Baho, Sivke, Balayla, nighttime when things are quiet, and that nighttime should continue through the day. Here we are at the start of Tisha B'Av, and undoubtedly we are already wondering um, when is it going to be over. We're kind of waiting for the day to pass so that we can enjoy the themes of Nechama, we can hear the sounds of Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, of uh, Shabbos Nachamu. Um, we are anxious as to how the day is going to unfold, uh, how are we going to fast, how is our family's schedule going to work out. All these things come through our mind. But along with that is the mistake. And that mistake is that we have to get through this day. We do have to get through this day, but we also have to gain through this day. We have to recognize that there is what to be gained. The only way to get to Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, the only way that it makes sense for us to um, enjoy or look forward to, com- to comfort is only once we realize that there's something wrong, that there's something that needs fixing. We once had a contractor who came to work on our house and he was tasked with rebuilding a floor, staining it to match the stain of the rest of the house, putting in some molding, some other things. And uh, he did a terrible job. His, sub, his subcontractor did, did a terrible job. They didn't really complete, complete any. The floor wasn't installed properly. The stain wasn't correct. There was no mold put in, no shoe mold put in. And uh, so I, I called the contractor to inform him of these issues that needed fixing. And as I was telling him, the, the floor wasn't installed correctly and the, 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 um, uh, the paint, the stain doesn't match anything else in the house, he cuts me off and he says, okay, okay, I know, it's fine, no problem, I take care of it, everything's going to be fine. And I was wondering, how can everything be fine? How can you take care of everything if you don't even listen to what the problems are? If you don't know what's missing, how can you know how to fix it? And so tonight is the night and today is the day, the Tisha B'Av day for us to recognize that not everything is okay, not to be content with the way things are, to recognize that th- that what does need fixing so that we be- can possibly begin on the journey of repairing it.